Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10 at 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And we're going to try in a few short minutes to bring you up to speed with what's going on in the HR and employment world. So Kimberly, shall we start with what we were talking about last week? We, we gave people a hint of what was to come with ASDA and the Supreme Court ruling, didn't we? Yes, and I think it's not surprising that uh, the Supreme Court ruled against ASDA and said that uh, in, for the purposes of equal pay, that uh, the retail staff and the distribution staff should be given equal salaries. Well, they didn't quite go that far, of course. They said they yes. can be compared. That so, is so yes. yes, but it's it's a very interesting one as it opens up the floodgates somewhat for a huge amount of claims. And it's not just Asda, is it? No, I, mean, I know Sainsbury's have had a similar fight on, and in fact, they actually lied, said that their staff had lied about their job titles. Um, it's, I find it particularly interesting because on the face of it, you could think a distribution role and a retail shop floor role could be actually very different. So mm. I think it's it's going to have a big impact in the supermarket world. Uh, and But in on the other hand, it's actually great because it will mean, you know, better wages for all. Yes, yeah. Because I'm always very, very cautious when it comes to law, I'm just going to correct you on a point there. Um, Please which, do. Which, which is, I'm not sure they lied over their job titles. They, I believe, said that some people provided inaccurate job titles or false job titles when filing their claims. And oh, they did well, there get, you go. That was they, me reading the media. Ah, <laughs> they, did, they did get a little bit told off for it. I, I like to keep the right side of any libel suits. Uh, you right, yes. I'm very pedantic over detail. <laughs> but what, what's interesting is the court ruling has said that the two roles can be compared on the basis of the value that they contribute to the business. Um, and I think this opens up a possible range of similar claims in a wide range of manufacturing and distribution businesses. And that's, I think, the one to watch. So if you're in that space and you have different salary scales for different jobs, you perhaps need to watch it carefully because if it's, uh, and the, the key argument here was predominantly it was males in the warehouse and distributions and predominantly females in the retail shop floor. And that meant women got lower pay. And mm. if you have a workplace that fits like that, where you tend to hire one, one sex more for one job than another, you need to question whether or not the salaries need to be comparable as this one's now. Mm -hmm. I think the box is open, as it were, isn't it? And, yes. And value to business, it, you know, it could extend so much further beyond warehouse distribution. It, oh, yes. It could impact so many different types of organisations. Yeah. One to watch. The other one that caught my eye this week um, is that, and it, it's two stories going on, and you know we, we, we touched on this in uh, the Wednesday HR forum you and I uh, run. Um, but the the employment numbers we know that sixty percent of the people that have lost their jobs in this crisis are in that sixteen to twenty four age bracket, 
and it really ha is having biggest impact on the young. And we can look at them and we can feel for them and say we need to do something. But there's another problem going on, isn't there? Yes, I mean, it's really about future skills. What's going to happen, you know, a few years down the line if we've got these people that are disaffected, aren't getting the typical kind of skills and experience that they would be normally getting. And, you know, the knock on for future recruitment could be mm. quite tricky. And we, we need to look at that. But if we couple that with what's going on in the older age group, we've actually seen it's not just the young that are affected by it because they've lost their jobs. But those over 65 and also to some extent those over 55 have now said they're delaying their retirement plans because of the financial loss they've taken. And I think, A, this potentially keeps the younger groups out of work. Uh, I just think of the NHS phrase of bed blockers, and it's almost, do we have job blockers? If, if those in the older groups aren't retiring, they're not freeing up the opportunities for the young, which makes this worse. But the bit that's really got my attention here, and I wonder how many companies have yet got this right and need to look at their processes, is if your population is, your, your workforce is getting older, we now know that we can't retire people on age grounds. So how do you deal with non-performance if people are getting older and are less able to perform at their job? And that strikes me yeah. as a really interesting point. Yes, I wonder whether, as we were talking about before, the increasing use of a capability policy mm. um, that I've noticed uh, and has been very beneficial to some employers recently i wonder whether there's going to be a case for bringing something more like that into play because it's not disciplinary uh yes it's performance but you can only go so far with actual performance management techniques so what do you do at the end of that and there's got to be something and, and it actually it's about doing it in a um sensitive and supportive way isn't it because yeah. if you've got somebody who's been working for you for the last 20 years, and actually they've been a model employee, they've, you know, they've been really good for your organisation, the fact that they are getting a little older um, and possibly slower, uh, you know, it's having an impact on their ability to perform their job, you don't want to take them out on a disciplinary process towards the end of the career. It feels incredibly harsh and insensitive. And that's really where a capability policy comes in, well-managed, isn't it? Yes. I think, you know, before it got to that stage, I think potentially are there any reasonable adjustments that could be made? Could, you know, might they be performing well in one part of the job and not another? Mm. So, you know, things like that can, can be looked at. But yes, as you say, it's, it's really tough on the older generation. And it feels to me like the... You know, this COVID-19 has polarised yes. the impact. So we see the impact on the young and the impact on the older generations. That's going to have some fallout at some point. Yes. Maybe yeah. far beyond what we've been talking about. Yes. So my hot tip for the day is if you don't have a capability policy on your employment processes, get one. Because over the next couple of years, I think you're going to find yourself wanting to depend on it somewhat yeah. more than you would have done previously. You make a really good point about polarisation 
Um, and I think that probably picks up on the last point I want to pick up on. And I know it's a news story that um, kind of got your attention. Rishi Sunak says that if you don't reopen your office at the end of the lockdown, your people will resign because they want to return to work. Yes, I really don't agree with that. And I think this might be the first time that you and I disagree ever. Uh, But, you know, all the other media has been, you're going to, you know, we've seen other people closing offices uh, and like, was it Nationwide? Shot a load of offices and the one that they did keep, they they changed it into... uh, more work-life balance type yes. office arrangements. Work hub so, with cycle routes, wasn't it? That's it, and walking <laughs> routes. And so, you know, there's been so much of that. And I know uh, there are some people who will want to go back to the office and will struggle if they haven't. And But equally, there will be those that don't want to go back to the office. And mm. so, really, we've got nothing but a hybrid option to look Do you know? To, together forward you 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 said you disagreed i think we're actually at risk of agreeing here um i I was about to say yes i do disagree with you the hybrid answer i think is right because whilst i think there are a large number of people who really do want to continue flexible working if you've got somebody with a young family if you've got somebody arguably i'm going to say a little older and it yes it suits they can perform their job well they can do it from home and go in one two days a week and have that flexibility but i do think there is a portion of the workforce and there are many examples but i'm going to pick one i can easily see and relate to if you look at professional services let's pick a lawyer for example you've got bright young enthusiastic Uh, trainee lawyers who've come out of law school or on their training contract and they want to be in a fast-moving environment where they can bounce off colleagues, where they can network, where they can develop those relationships that are going to help them fast-track their career. Those people want to be back in an office and possibly that's the world that Rishi has worked in, shall we say. I think his background's investment banking, but I suspect is probably the same. And you look at those areas And I think those people need to offer a part office-based solution. But the reason I picked up on that one, you said polarised. And just like we've got the old and the young, we've got the want to go in the office and want flexible working. And on so many issues, we've actually seen this um, just tipped into two points of the balance, haven't we? Yeah, we really have. Well, Kimberly, um, guess what? It's out of time. It is indeed. This is HR in 10, and we've probably been talking for 11. So uh, (laughs) at that point, I think it's about time to wrap up. Thank you very much for watching. And uh, if you do have any questions on these sessions, I've said before, you can type them live, and theoretically the comments pop up on my screen. And I can alarm Kimberly with questions that have just popped up on the spur of the moment. And if you find these useful, do click the subscribe and follow the ASL channel on YouTube. Thanks very much for watching. Have a great Easter weekend and we will look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.